This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. The Tennis Gambling Podcast and the Sports Gam Podcast are now presented by Shady Rays. SGPN is teaming up with Shady Rays for Shady May. Get 50% off your Shady Rays using promo code SGPN and then go to sportsgampodcast.com slash shady for your chance to win $500. We're also brought to you by Edge Boost. Edge Boost enables you to double your bet with no interest. Go to sportsgampodcast.com slash edge to get started today. And welcome, everybody, to the Tennis Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gam Podcast Network. It is currently Saturday evening, May 20th, and I'm your host, as always, Scott Rochelle, once again going solo for this pod. And it should be a fun one because we do have one match to go through. It will be the final in Rome between Rune and Medvedev, so that should be fun. That match is going to be taking place in the early hours of the morning, taking place at roughly 10 a.m. Eastern Time. But before I should get into the preview of that match, I do want to recap the action from yesterday. And overall, we had a pretty decent day, ended up splitting the lock and dog picks. Lost with the lock with Sissy Paz Moneyline at minus 135. However, we did win with the dog. We had the Rune and Rude match over two and a half sets at plus 140. And that got there. Didn't look great early on as Rude ended up winning the first set by tiebreak and was actually up a break in the second set. And then Rude completely imploded and Rune was able to win the last two sets. Ended up winning, I believe, the final four games of the second set, if I'm not mistaken. And then he ended up winning the third set 6-2, went up an immediate break, and Rude kind of self-destructed there towards the end. But for the most part, uh, yeah, Rude did win the final four games of the second set, and then that carried over into the third set, and he won the third set 6-2. So overall, profitable episode, and we'll look to keep it rolling here on uh, well, technically Saturday before the Sunday matches, but still a little bit annoyed we didn't get the lock, uh, but it is what it is. Sitsi Pass, unfortunately, struggled out of the gates, then got back on track, but it was really a weird match because of the weather delays. They ended up leaving the court at four apiece in the first set, then they returned for one game. Then they went back into the shade because they had rain again. And then they came back out and they continued the match. So the match took about two hours and 12 minutes on court. But including off the court stuff, it was definitely stretched out. And I am wondering if Medvedev might struggle potentially on Sunday because of the weird start-stop situation with the actual match itself in the semis. But time to actually just go through uh, my takeaways from each match. The Rune match was simply put a classic Rune win from what we've seen for the last couple of weeks. A three-set match where he doesn't look the greatest in a set or maybe fails to convert in some opportunities in one set and then ends up coming back or performing well in the other set. And then next thing you know, you have a three-setter and Rune once again has been very good in the deciding sets recently. So props to Rune for getting it done. That is his first win against Rude in his career. He is now one and four. As for Rude... That's really a tough loss. Uh, you win the first set, and then you are up 4-2. It looks like you're kind of cruising. 
Rune also ended up having a, a physio situation where they checked out a shoulder. Then again, I don't know how much of it is gamesmanship and how much of it is genuine because it feels like Rune has a visit from the physio every match, and then it seems like nothing's wrong with him because he keeps playing well after the physio is done looking at him. So I don't know how much of that's gamesmanship and just trying to actually kill the momentum of his opponent. But still, either way, point is it's still part of the tour in theory. You can argue they should get rid of it. I'm not sure how they're supposed to disprove that the guys actually hurt, but the, either way, point is Rune kind of used it to kill momentum a bit and Rude self-destructed. When it comes to the French Open, I was already starting to look at some of the odds to potentially win the event. Now, first things first, I also kind of dropped the ball on that one because I stated publicly on the show that I thought Nadal wasn't going to play in the French Open for months, and yet I didn't really... I wasn't proactive enough to actually place some of the future bets that I wanted while Nadal was still technically listed. So I could have gotten a lot better prices, and now I can't. But I do want to touch upon what the results on Saturday kind of meant for my, i say, opinions about certain guys, certain contenders to actually win the French Open. First things first, Rude, I wanted to make a case for because he was the runner-up last year. He was in better form, but I can't do it. This match is a perfect example why... I just don't trust his mental toughness, and I do think that he's going to struggle at points in the French Open where he might have to come back from a set down. Maybe he's down 2-1. Maybe he's down a break in the fifth. The point is, I don't trust Rude enough based on current form to actually rise to the occasion when things get a little bit tough for him. And that's a bit of an issue, and that's been his problem all year. You can argue that's been his problem his entire career, because even though he has had a couple of really good results, making the final of the French Open and making the final of the U.S. Open, when both those matches started to get away from him, he kind of fell apart. And Nadal won, I forgot what it was, like 10 straight games or something to end the match. And apparently Nadal was on one foot for a decent portion of that match. Might be exaggerated, but he was on crutches right after the event. The point is, Rude seems to mentally check out of matches. And as a result, I can't pick him to win a tournament where you have to win a bunch of three to five set matches in succession. So I'm not going to pick Rude in the French Open. Rune is intriguing. The issue, of course, is going to be the stamina and the potential injury issues, either with cramping or his shoulder. Once again, could be fabricated, but still. Rune is a guy who I'm looking at to potentially win the French Open, and I do think that he's going to make a potentially deep run. Of course, it comes down to draw, so I'm not going to tell you blindly assume he's going to make a deep run because if he gets the draw of death, then you might be screwed either way. But to look at the actual odds here, Rude is currently uh, going to be a decent price if you want to actually consider him for a long shot. You have Rude at around 16-1, to 1, which I think is okay. But once again, I don't think he's actually going to win. Alcaraz is the favorite at plus 125. I can't disagree with that. However, he has not exactly made deep runs in the French Open in the past. I believe he lost to Zverev in the quarters last year. Very fun match. But the point is, he is yet to actually make a semi in the French Open. He should be favored, though. Djokovic is plus 187. That's an easy pass. Djokovic has really not been doing that well on clay this season. He has not won a clay tournament, so I'm not exactly interested in Djokovic, and that's why we didn't take him as an outright in this event, because we thought that he might struggle potentially against Rune, and Rune ended up beating him. But Rune is around 7-1, to one, and I feel like that's a pretty fair price. I'm sure when Nadal was actually listed, you probably could have gotten Rune in the 14-1 to one range, etc., so I did kind of drop the ball there because I basically missed out on double the odds. But Rune, I think, had a good chance to win it. 
and I think that he's definitely going to be able to make it into the quarters or semis. The only question is really durability. And then you have Sitsi Paz at 8-1. to one. Now, Sitsi Paz was where I was going to segue from the first match to the second match. Sitsipas had a matchup against Medvedev, and once again, Sitsipas had been doing relatively well recently in the head-to-heads against Medvedev, but they were not on clay. But we know Medvedev has not exactly been a good clay player in his career, and we know that he has really kind of turned the corner on clay, and I thought that it would be a competitive match. Against Sitsipas, I did link to the over in games which got there. However, I did think Sitsipas was going to win because, once again, he's clearly the better clay player, and Sitsipas did have... I'd say a more impressive resume in this particular event because he faced off against better competition, beating the likes of Chorich and uh, Musetti and Sonigo all in straight sets while Medvedev did get a couple of lucky breaks in his draw. And yet Sitsipas ended up struggling. And a real issue for him was really trying to fight off break points because Medvedev was a perfect four for four on break point opportunities. So he was able to get it done. In fact, neither player actually fought off a break point. Medvedev went 0 for 2, trying to defend his serve on break points. And Tsitsipas went 0 for 4. But the issue was also going to be weather, which I mentioned before. Both guys really did not serve well. Medvedev served at 56% for first serve, and Tsitsipas was 55%. But the point is, Tsitsipas, I can't take. I want to make a case. I know he made the final a couple years ago, blew a two-set-to-nothing lead against Djokovic, but I can't do it. He's too mentally fragile. I don't trust him. I just, simply put, can't trust him. I feel like there's no other way around it. I don't believe he's ever going to win a Grand Slam, and I've stated that, and I know it sounds premature, and it might make me sound like a hater. I'm just being honest. Paz for me, just doesn't have the mental toughness to really go through adversity in a 3 out of 5 set tournament for a long period of time and I think eventually he's going to choke and I have not been disproven up to this point now I know he made the final of the Australian Open against the compromised Djokovic and how'd that go Paz had a couple of really good opportunities potentially win a set and he ended up choking them all because that is kind of what he does so I don't trust Paz in big matches I don't trust him to win a grand slam I trusted him in this spot because he's been pretty good in Masters 1000 events uh, but Medvedev, once again, has been on a very solid run on clay so far this year, and he did a great job defending his first serve. Despite only landing 56% of his first serve points, he did win 86% of those points. So he did a great job of actually winning the first serve points, and that's going to be important for him on a Sunday against Rune, who is a really good returner. But the point is, Tsitsipas... Overall, I don't trust him, but I was going to mention some brief takeaways that I have for the French Open. So once again, we're going to go through the French Open preview at some point next week, but just an early thought on the four guys that played yesterday because all of them are in the uh, top eight for odds to win the event, or technically bottom eight because they have the lowest odds to win it. But you get the point. The point is, I do think that you can make a case for a couple of those guys. Rune's the main guy. Uh, if you want to make a case for Medvedev, it is 20 to 1. So if you think that he continues his good form, I don't hate it. I'll tell you that much. Now, I am concerned about him just mentally being a little bit frustrated at times with Clay, and maybe he lets old Clay demons kind of impact him in the French Open, where he hates a bounce, something skids off the line, and he gets extremely annoyed and discouraged. But 20 to 1 for a guy that's actually been in pretty good form on Clay recently, I don't hate it. And Medvedev, once again, is still one of the most consistent players on tour. There are worse bets at 20 to 1, but I do think Rune is kind of one of those guys that you can probably bet regardless of draw. I think you have to wait to see what Medvedev draws before you actually pull the trigger on that one, but I think 20 to 1 might be appealing. But anyway, 
Time to actually get into the preview for the Sunday match. Rune is the favorite at around minus 133. Medvedev is around plus 113. As for the spread, Rune is minus one and a half games. At minus 110, Medvedev plus one and a half games is minus 110 as well. The over-under is 22 and a half. Over is minus 110. Under is minus 110 as well. And in the head-to-head that did face off earlier this year, faced off in Monte Carlo, so relatively recently, and Rune did win that match comfortably in the quarters, 6-3, 6-4. Can't say I'm surprised. Rune, we know, is the much more comfortable player on Clay. And Rune has looked like a dominant clay player so far this year. He did choke away that final in Monte Carlo to Rublev. So he has had a couple of issues occasionally closing out matches. Then again, he was able to come back and fight off a bunch of break points against the Zanschulp in, uh, I believe that was Munich, which he won. But once again, that's still like an ATP event that's below a 1,000. But the point is Rune has done well on the clay He's made it deep into clay events this year, and I do think he'll be comfortable in the spot. Now, do I think Medvedev's alive to win the match? Sure. Do I think he's going to win the match? Probably not. And I'm not trying to hate on Medvedev because I do think that it was impressive that he beat Tsitsipas, but I really do want to reiterate how weird that match was in terms of the weather. And once again, I'm not making excuses for Tsitsipas, but the point is I do wonder for the recovery process for Medvedev, the fact that you had basically three breaks for about... uh an hour, two-plus-hour span, and had to keep entering the court and warming up, then leaving, and then coming back. I do wonder if that might throw off the rhythm for him in this upcoming match. It might not, but I think that's worth talking about because Rune's match was earlier that day against Rude. There were no delays, and he won the match in three. And then you had the Medvedev match, which kind of dragged on into several hours of regular time because they kept leaving the court because of bad weather. So I am curious if that's going to play a factor I think I would lean to... I'm, I'm tempted by the over because Rune's been such a three-set magnet, but I am wondering if we're going to see history repeat itself and Rune just looks more comfortable and he's able to create some good opportunities against Medvedev serve. Maybe Medvedev once again struggles with his percentage. If he serves at a 55%, he's going to lose in straight sets, just simply put. Uh, I think he's going to have to probably land somewhere in the, say, low to mid-60s uh, as a sort of a floor for his first serve percentage if he wants to win this match. But the weather in Rome has been a bit iffy. Weather involves rain or wind, so keep an eye on it. But according to the early forecast, does not seem like wind should play much of a factor. But the point is, I do think Rune is the better clay player, and I do think it's a pretty decent price. So I am going to go with Rune to get the job done here at minus 133. As for the actual dog, this is where it gets a bit tricky, because once again, I don't exactly like the over two and a half sets. It's currently a plus 110, which is a really just bad price, simply put. So I don't really see much value on that particular play, and that's kind of been a staple of the show for the Lock and Dog segment. So I'm going to have to get creative with the dog uh, in the uh, pick section later on in the show. But I do think at the end of the day, you will see a competitive match. I just think Rune is a little bit more equipped to handle the clay. Medvedev stands so far back on the court. He's been a lot more aggressive, and he's been injecting more pace with the forehand, which has definitely helped out. And I know Medvedev is very good at actual court coverage, but he still stands very far back on the court. And we know Rune is one of the best drop shot takers in the entire tour. And I do think Rune can really make Medvedev run around either side to side or just towards the net and then try to really just make Medvedev 
continue to guess on what Rune, Rune's next shot's going to be. And I think as a result, Rune's got a little bit more variety. Now, you can make the argument Rune's strokes can occasionally self-destruct. Maybe the stamina that Medvedev has is going to wear down Rune over a three-set match, and maybe Rune starts cramping or the shoulder acts up again. But I do think from what we saw in Monte Carlo, Rune just looks like he's the much better clay player, and he's in great form. So that's good enough for me. I think Rune probably gets it done. But as for any potential dogs, I'm going to save that for the actual pick section. But once again, I got Rune winning. I, it might be a competitive two sets, maybe three. But there's really no value at plus 110 for it to go three. At that point, you're just better off taking the over 22 and a half games. And you're hoping that it goes 7, 6, 6, 4, or it goes to three sets. But I do think you're going to see a competitive match to some degree. I just think Rune comes out on top. But that's going to wrap it up for the actual match preview for the Sunday final in Rome. Now it's time for the Lock and Dog picks. But before I should do that, kind of a quick word from our sponsor. We are brought to you by EdgeBoost. SGPN is excited to announce an exclusive early access partnership with EdgeBoost, the world's first Bet Now Pay Later Visa card. Similar to Bet Now Pay Later programs like Affirm and Afterpay, EdgeBoost enables you to double your bet with no interest and pay back the advance over four equal weekly installments. That's right, 0% interest. Simply deposit funds into your account and EdgeBoost will match the deposit so you can use two times the funds on any legal sports book. And Edge is currently offering up to $2,500 in advances as you re as you build a repayment history. But with the special offer, the first 500 SGPN users will start at a $1,000 advance limit, and the next 2,500 users will start at 500. Go to sportscampodcast.com slash Edge to start to sign up today. That's sportscampodcast.com slash Edge. Must be 21 or older to use only valid in legal gambling states. Problem gambler? Call one 800 Gambler. We're also brought to you by Shady Rays. Shady Rays is teaming up with SGPN for Shady May. Not only do you get an, an amazing 50% off deal, but you also have a chance to win $500. Shady Rays has you covered from the sun to the slopes with premium polarized sunglasses and customizable snow goggles and much more. Shady Rays has durable frames and extreme clear optics for outdoor adventures. That's not all. They also have the most insane protection and in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair. No questions asked. Wear your shader is confidence because they have your back long after purchase. And if you don't love them, you can exchange them for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. No risk when you shop with Shady Rays. Their team always has your back. And for our international listeners, Shady Rays has you covered with shipping to Canada, Australia, New Zealand, and the UK. Go to ShadyRays.com and use the code SGPN for 50% off two pairs of power sunglasses. Then take your receipt to sportscampodcast.com slash Shady for your chance to win the $500 Shady May contest. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. 
Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Welcome back, everyone, to the Tennis Gambling Podcast. Just finished previewing the men's final in Rome taking place on Sunday. Now it's time for the actual lock and dog picks. So starting off with the lock, it was the main play that I mentioned during the actual preview. I'm going to take Rune on the money line here at around minus 133. Simply put, I think he's the better clay player, and the fact that he already beat Medvedev in straight sets on clay a couple of weeks ago in Monte Carlo, I think bodes well for Rune in the spot. He's shown that he's able to beat Medvedev, even though Medvedev has been much improved on clay, and I will give him credit for that. But I have to at least point out that Medvedev is still definitely not as comfortable on clay as he is on other surfaces. You could argue maybe Medvedev is more comfortable now on clay than grass, but we know he's a hardcore expert, and I do think Rune, of course, is mostly a clay guy. He's still good on hardcore, don't get me wrong. I mean, he won a Masters 1000 event last year on hardcourt, but Rune has been really good on clay this year, and I do think he'll be able to get it done. It might be a long match because, once again, he has gone to three sets in each of the last three matches. But I do think Rune, based on what we saw in Monte Carlo uh, against Medvedev and the fact that he made the final there, arguably should have won before he kind of fell apart against Rublev. But once again, when you face off roughly a month ago, they faced off on April 14th in Monte Carlo, and Rune smacked him 6-3, 6-4. I do think you might find some value there. Uh, with Rune to get the job done at minus 133. I thought the price would be higher. I thought it was going to be closer to 150 or so, uh, but I'm gonna gladly going to take the 133 with, in my opinion, arguably the player in the best current clay form. So that's my lock. And for my dog, I'm kind of going to double down on Rune, but I'm going to get a bit creative for it once again, or creative with it. I don't really like many dog prices. If you want to make a case for maybe first set over 10 and a half games, a plus 240, I'm not going to stop you, but once again, it is clay. You might get some breaks. It might be a bit iffy. So I think I'm going to go to the first set, and I think I'm just going to take Rune uh, minus one and a half games in the first set at plus 110, and you can find that on Bet365. Simply put, Rune, I just think, is going to look very comfortable on this uh, court on Sunday, and I do think that Rune is very capable of showcasing his extreme clay talent, and Medvedev after the weird rain delay schedule yesterday with this match against Tsitsipas. Maybe he stumbles out of the gates, but Rune has been very good in the first sets of matches recently. Mehmet has been pretty good too, uh, but looking at his actual matches, he hasn't been as good. Ended up dropping the first set to Zapata Marais earlier this event, uh, 6-3. Dropped the first set to Karatsev in Madrid. Dropped the first set to Shevchenko. He won the match against Shevchenko, but the point is he still dropped the first set. In Monte Carlo, he dropped the first set against Zverev and Rune. So Medvedev has been good, but in the first sets, he has been a bit vulnerable. And Rune has actually been pretty consistent in the first sets. The two times he's lost the first set uh, recently in the last couple of weeks were in tie breaks. And if that's the case, we lose anyway, uh, because we need him to win by margin. But he has done well breaking and, uh, for example, beat Djokovic 6-2, beat uh, Papyron 6-4, beat Fognini 6-4, beat Phil 6-3, beat Bublik 6-1, beat Dezanschelp 6-4, beat O'Connell 6-3. He's been good in first sets. But since I have Rune winning, I think it's a pretty good deal to get him to win by two-plus games with a break, of course, thrown in there on clay at minus one, at a plus 110 is my dog. So not exactly the biggest dog price, but I still like it, and I think there is some value on it. So once again, the lock and dog for the final is going to be 
Rune Moneyline at minus 133 is the lock. And the dog will be Rune first set minus one and a half games at plus 110. That's going to wrap it up for this episode. But before I actually officially wrap it up, I do want to make a quick announcement. I doubt most of you have been keeping track. I know most of you just blindly listen to the podcast on Spotify. Maybe some of you click the articles actually on SGPN. But you might have noticed the number that's attached to every episode, which is the episode number. And we are closing in on a pretty substantial milestone for us. This is officially the 99th episode of the podcast. So the next Outrights episode we do in the early part of next week will be episode 100. And I spoke to some of the higher-ups at SGPN, and we will be doing a giveaway for the 100th episode. And it's going to be a $50 gift card to the SGPN merch store. So the way that you're going to enter for that quote-unquote contest giveaway is to leave a review. And then we're going to pick a random review. And if you end up getting randomly picked, then I'm going to message you or I'm going to state on the podcast once we do the drawing of who won the pod, who won the uh, drawing. And then after that, you can message me on Twitter and we will organize sending you the code for a gift card. But wanted to make that announcement. I'll make another announcement during the 100th episode. I'm going to let the, I'd say, drawing or the actual time frame for the giveaway be the 99th episode and the 100th episode. So I'll give a lot of you time to actually send a review instead of just having you send it in the span of five hours or so. And if you miss it, then you snooze, you lose. I'm not going to bother doing that. I'm not going to try to sneak this contest on anybody. So I'll give all of you a decent amount of opportunities to actually place a review to enter. But once again, it's free to do. You can leave a review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, however you consume, however you consume it, any way you really want to. If you want to actually just uh, do it uh, to make it easier for me, take a screenshot of the review once you send it in and just you could tag me on Twitter. So just send me a screenshot, tag me at Reichel Radio, and I'll keep it in mind. And then after that, once again, we will pick one at random and somebody will be winning a $50 SGPN gift card. But that's kind of the announcement I wanted to make. So we are on episode one. Uh, this was episode 99. We're about to be at 100. And I wanted to thank everybody for really just joining me on this journey for roughly 100 episodes. I'll say it once again in the 100th, but it is pretty cool to host my own podcast here on the network and to be on the verge of crossing the triple digits in terms of episode numbers with the French Open around the corner. So I wanted to say that. So that's kind of the extra piece of information I might have forgotten to mention earlier in the podcast. But once again, we'll be having a giveaway for a $50 gift card on SGPN's merch store. So leave a review and you can send me a screenshot of the review that you sent. So that's going to wrap it up for this episode. Until next time, good luck to all of you and all of your bets. Bye, everyone. (laughs) 